yeah, that's that, wow, great. I didn't even. I was gonna ask you. It's been to stuck do in that. my head all day. That was the Survivor theme song. Theme song. Ha, 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 ha. It's so good. I'm, I know all the yeah, words. You're really good at it too. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird theme song too because we've learned that they uh, for the music they go and they they go to different countries and they make the music around whatever like the country's culture is. Is that true? Or at least they did that for a while. I was reading up on the IMDb oh. trivia page <laughs> for Survivor. Yeah, you said we learned it, but you mean we as in you and your brain. Well, well, after last week's <laughs> podcast, Grace, I told you about this, and the fact that you didn't remember it is oh pretty I crazy because it's a pretty it's a if ever there was a fun fact. Yeah, you said you were coming in hot last week with lots of fun facts, and I, I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, welcome to the Pilot On podcast, everybody. My name is Elliot, and I'm here with my girlfriend Grace. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. This is we started this podcast talking about Married at First Sight, mm-hmm. and then we got addicted to Survivor, and yeah. it's bad. It's real bad. I think it's a better the addiction. I think it, yeah, the addiction itself is bad, but I think the substance of the addiction is healthier than a married at first sight. <laughs> yes, it's way better. It makes me less angry. It's, it's like when people go from heavy drinking to smoking weed. It's a calmer. Yeah, they're less cagey. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Our, uh, our TV mirrors our uh, habits. Uh-huh, maybe um, that's what's happening. How are you doing, Grace? How's I'm your great. Okay, well, I'll we're, back off. We're coming in hot. <laughs> I am, at least. We, the collective, me and my emotions are coming in hot because we just finished The Survivor Season 40, Wieners at War Wieners finale. At war. I mean, I tell you, folks, this is must-see TV. If you haven't gotten into it yet. You must see it. You got it's, you gotta go for it because first of all yes Jeff Probst is doing it live from his garage from his garage yeah and I love that they they staged his garage one to look like the Survivor set but they also made it look like they staged it as a garage uh-huh. like they put a bike here and a oh, piece yeah. of cardboard box and a telescope like a, like every <laughs> person has like in Jeff their garage Probst, I mean I honestly do think he's got lots of stuff like that around he, his yeah. house I wanted now just the whole Jeff Probst house tour well yeah because he's also in our like you know uh musings about the show have found out that he makes about 40 million dollars a year so wow. i also think his garage was the only place they could film that wouldn't look like they were talking to a king yeah i bet his, the rest of his house is yeah. insane yeah that's probably not a garage it's probably like the third villa on his property uh-huh. that hasn't been furnished yep. yet and they're like throw some bikes and it'll look like a garage Jeff is the yes. everyman and it's not just garage <laughs> energy it's subdivision garage energy with all the little toys oh yeah yeah it's very fun but it was cute and he made it a point to say that he doesn't have any camera ops with him and he doesn't have a had to get instructions to set up the set very weird he's, he can do it all he can do it he all can, he's a one man production crew yeah and you would think that shooting something from your garage would make you seem more like human but mm. he maintains that perfect television host AI persona robot. yeah and yeah. the total AI robot and it's He's like a Westworld He's one of the greats. robot, and his loop is hosting Survivor. Yes, and you can't get him off of it. <laughs> no, and nor do you want to. No, it's perfect. He I knows mean, what he's doing. I was just thinking, would there ever be a season in which Jeff himself had to compete on Survivor? I don't think that, that would ever happen, but I would love to, because didn't we talk about what game show hosts would be great competing on yeah, Survivor? Yeah, that would be really but good. But Jeff would be... Jeff would be too good. Someone mentioned I tried looking up uh, Kid Nation oh, because God. on a previous episode I'd mentioned that I would love to see a survivor that was only kids, even though oh. I know that would be so illegal and impossible. And then 
and people terrible. reached out were like, no, this happened in 2007. CBS did a show called Kid Nation <laughs> where they dumped like 20 kids off in an abandoned town and let them make a civilization for themselves. They did. And you found a clip of it. You couldn't find I, the whole yeah, show. Yeah, I was so bummed. CBS, for some oh. reason, doesn't have it available. And <sighs> I couldn't purchase. I might, I might go back to torrenting. Like I like I'm yeah. in high school or college or something. I'm gonna let you take that journey because you showed me the clip and just a few, maybe one minute of it was too much. Which is a lot for you because you watch <sighs> you watch some pretty crazy. I watch tra- I watch hours of 90 Day Fiance. Hours. I'll pour that it shows, into my yeah, veins. All of the tragedy and the Awful. heartbreak and the ugh, Awful. the guaranteed sadness. Ugh. I'll just wallow in it. But that, a Kid Nation for one minute was like, oh, it, God, 90 Day take, Fiance. Take them all out to pasture. <laughs> Do you know in Lion King when the Simba is a little baby mm-hmm. and lands in the elephant graveyard? Uh-huh. 90 Day Fiance is the elephant graveyard of uh, reality TV. Yeah, it's fair. You know really? what? Sometimes, you okay. sometimes you gotta go exploring around there just to see what it's like. It will give you a better appreciation for things like scripted television. Yeah, we've uh, <laughs> last night was, or today I was like, babe, we just knew what we're doing in the shadows. You're like, yeah, we should maybe watch something with a plot or scripted. something. Because uh, not only are we talking about the finale that we just watched of the current season, we have been watching so many other seasons of Survivor that it feels like it's been. 84 years yeah, since you, we last podcasted about this current season. Right. We ha- we forgot entirely <laughs> about what we the season we talked about last week. Watched an entire season in between mm-hmm. and then watched We watched this. what did we watch? We watched Game Changers and we saw um Sarah win that season. Yes. And then we just watched Beauty versus, versus Brains, Brains versus Braun. Yes. And that's where Michelle won this season. How appropriate, because now we got to see their origin stories getting into the current yes. winners at war. So if you're just diving in, if you don't know what this podcast is, it's about <laughs> Neither do we. Survivor. But yeah, in, but right now it's full on Survivor. Yeah, and it's ending and we're where it's ending. So we'll let you know next week whatever shenanigans we got up to in the meantime. Yeah. But um, oh, we're going to talk a little bit in this episode about The Last Dance as well. Oh, the Michael so Jordan documentary. I got lots to think about and say and ruminate on. So okay, do you need a second? It'll be silent on my part. <laughs> um, do you have any quirky facts about Michael Jordan you want to share? You don't even know, baby. You okay, don't even know. okay. So uh, this, epi- or this season of Survivor ends uh, with the three finalists and I thought about this because you brought up Michelle having one yeah and she talks about in this season how she her first win on Survivor uh, everyone told her that it wasn't deserved and it didn't hit me till like halfway through the beauty versus brains versus bronze season and I was like oh this is what she's talking about this was her origin season and yeah it does feel a little like it wasn't (laughs) earned I mean not to discredit her at all but I think her style of play is a little less... Um, it's less dynamic. Yeah, that's what I was saying yeah. earlier. Yeah, it's less dynamic. It's not colorful. It's less... It's not super subvert, and it's not super extreme. She's not a big character. And so she plays the middle ground, which has a space in the show, but it's not as... Um, it's not as intoxicating to watch yeah. on TV. It's like, the, it's like if you're... It's like daughter if you, brings home someone from to meet, and you're sort of like, okay, yeah. If you're happy, I'm happy. It could be better, could be worse. Yeah, like that's fine. Like don't get hurt. I guess. <laughs> right, like we're not excited about them. But I feel like it's like if you play baseball and every time you go to bat you bunt. 
Yeah, but <laughs> and everyone's like, either strike out or hit a home run. You can't, yeah, uh, and she bunts and makes it the first every time. But in that season, in the uh, whatever it was, Beauty, the, Beauty, the triple B, triple B, she is she gets that one guy. She votes. Okay, so they vote for someone in the jury to not be able to vote. So basically, right, they're, the final vote. Yeah, they're given an advantage where they get to because uh, the jury decides who wins or whatever, and they're like, you're gonna get to vote on one person who will not be allowed to vote. So they are able to find or think of the person who. For sure, will not vote for them for some reason. Maybe yeah. they hate them. Maybe they backstab it's them or something. It's a great advantage. And they kick them out, which is so crazy. And I was like, imagine what it would be like if you get kicked off of this show. You're staying in a hotel forever until you can finally do this big, grandiose mm-hmm. tribal council, only to find out that you're voted off. That would be crazy. And oh. then she goes, votes this dude off. Neil. And Neil, as he's walking out, he <laughs> says the craziest stuff I've ever. It was. It's not even profane or that mean. It's just weirdly it was creepy. So sinister. He was like, you come into this show thinking you're a bad bitch. Yeah, you came into this show thinking you're a bad bitch, Uh and you're... You're you're not. You're like a little baby cow, but you're suckling at still the... suckling at her mother's teat. You're never gonna win this game. Yeah. Something like that. And he just said it like awkwardly, like rubbing his body because he didn't know what to do with himself, and he's never been evil yeah. before in his life on television. I'm gonna try <laughs> evil. I'm gonna get a little evil. I'm gonna be a villain. <laughs> I think I'm becoming a villain. You like saw him molting into yeah. a villain in real time. He also probably was in the shower thinking like that's the perfect, most badass thing to say. <laughs> it doesn't have swear words. I'm gonna bleep me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna it's walk like, off powerfully. And everyone was just like, oh. it was so confusingly creepy. Yeah, but then she goes and not only wins that season, yeah. comes back for the season that just ended yesterday and then gets to the final three and gets to the final three the which, girl she's good she's very good that's it she plays the middle of the road but she plays the middle of the road the best the best of the middle and how many votes did she get grace on zero. This, zero that's what happens when you play the middle that's of the what road. happens <laughs> <laughs> but the so it started with uh us trying to get our heads around what season we were watching yeah uh, but then basically they vote denise off right away because the first tribal council all of the tokens oh and rewards and games come into play. Natalie's back, first of all. She deserves to be back. Natalie wait, is a did, champion. Maybe yeah, Natalie, that's what happened first. Natalie got back in the game. Yes. The very first person voted off. We were both very excited about that. It yes. felt like very cool and kind of like also poetic that yep. she got another chance yep. when she was she the first one it. to lose her chance. She stayed she was on an island by herself. Yeah. Just gathering goodies, and then yes. I was like, "That's twiddling how- her thumbs yeah. and doing her CrossFit with some rocks." Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and the show's called Survivor, so I'm like, "That's a- that's the winner." She but did we'll the get title. She did the title. She did the title. <laughs> uh, she gets back in, and then at the tribal council. Uh, everyone plays all of their tricks. It's like a bunch of magicians all doing their best work. Yeah. Uh, everyone's pulling out doves and flowers from every well, listen, sleeve. You got Tony running around being like, I think Natalie's <laughs> got an idol. But Tony talks in crazy, even though he's not crazy. He speaks crazy. And but he so also people speaks rational crazy. Yes, but he speaks it so intensely that it doesn't sound yeah. rational. He's like, you know those, you remember growing up at the mall and in the front of the toy store, they'd have those mechanical balls that had a ferret yeah. tail yeah. attached yeah, yeah, to yeah, it and yeah, it would yeah. just oh, yeah. flip all over uh-huh, the place uh-huh. and people went nuts for him. I feel like that's Tony running around this game just flipping in the little uh-huh. ferret tail all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> and that's perfect because he's got his little spy shacks that he yeah. talked about very seriously in the oh, finale. He was like, so great. No, I spy shack Spy ditch. Now I spy nest. I have a spy nest. <laughs> spy I go in the bunker. Tree. Spy, bu- spy Even nest I, is one too. I wish he had spy ditch. 
it's by nest ditch bunker yes bunker, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. um but no so who played idols a bunch of people played idols where it basically came down to voting sarah or denise off it was I think. well what happened yeah tony was like you need to not vote for natalie because if you if she thinks she's gonna be voted for she's gonna use her idol which will force me to right. use my idol none of them knew what happened on edge of extinction so natalie came back and just basically made up but or there they, was still some truth to it, but she didn't tell them uh, anything that she, all the prizes that she got over there. And Tony was like, she probably has an idol. No one believed him. Turns out she did have an idol. She played it. She was safe. Yeah. Tony plays his idol. He's safe. Ben plays his idol. He's Uh-oh. safe. Michelle won immunity. She's safe. The only people who are left, Denise and Sarah, which is a bummer because both Denise and Sarah were really strong competitors. Wonderful human beings. Very sweet and uh. good at what they did. But they messed up because they didn't believe Tony. If they believed Tony, they would have been fine. Yeah. Um, and he and foreshadowing spoiler, Tony won. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they ended up being those three going. Mm-hmm. By the way, this show in comparison to <laughs> sorry if we're a little like all over the place. Well, yeah. sorry if we have Tony energy. We have Tony. Yeah, this. that guy's crazy. He talks about crazy. Yeah, this show like when we were doing Married at First Sight, talking about what was happening was really easy because it would be like Very this linear. couple's crazy, this person's crazy, this person's crazy. Okay, they they make mm-hmm. this kind of crazy. They're cute. Whatever. Very black and white. This is like a. Uh, uh, a game. Uh, it's a game, and it's complex. I get it. It's a game of chess, and it's hard to explain everything. It's hard to even pay attention to. Yeah. But um, you know, we get there. We, uh, we manage. We still probably only understand about seventy-five percent of everything that's still actually happening. Because yeah, the, yeah the, even like I don't still understand the exchanging uh, rewards for fire tokens and that whole system no, i like no understand like algebra like i get the base concept <laughs> enough to get me through my sats but yeah. like could not tell you anything deeper than that you know the idea of giving someone something in exchange for something else but right not i understand it... a squared plus b squared equals c squared but like yeah. that's about it yeah that's actually pretty good but... thanks don't ask me to solve it though <laughs> uh, yeah that makes sense yeah uh, it's a it's a complicated show but it ended up being these three people well they vote denise off they vote the denise queen's off. Slayer, uh-huh. which is so great because she's so lovely. And I was saying to you that even though she pulled off one of the most ruthless moves in the game, independent of anyone else, her without charisma, asking. without asking and without like touting it around uh, like this big weapon, she still has this charisma that's so charming and non-threatening that like if someone like uh, Boston Rob or Sandra did uh-huh. that kind of move, they would just be literally oh, yeah. like sucking their own dick all day yes, long, every day in front of everyone else. Yeah, that's not the image. That's not a good image. That's uh, our thumbnail. You get real lonely on Edge of Extinction. You do, especially if you're Natalie, who was there the entire time so and rightfully, back. yeah, was a uh, survivor or whatever. And but then, okay, getting into this episode, we got to talk about there were some unexpected, heartfelt moments that made me tear up, especially with Ben, with Ben and ben. with Ben and Sarah. Ben and Tony. Uh, yeah, well, they uh, Ben and Sarah and Tony all have this really wonderful bond and alliance, but like actual friendship that Ben basically sacrificed himself. Oh, yeah. To, by telling Sarah that sh- the vote's going to split, they think that one of them refound the idols because they went back into play, and it turns out Natalie found the idol again, yeah. so she's just continuing to dominate back Great. in the game. 
And so Ben told Sarah, vote me out. It'll add to your resume. You just get to that final three and then win this game. You're my friend. Like, that's all I want to see. A friendship is more valuable than winning this game. And I'm getting chills just recounting it right now. Oh, the show, it, the, the, oh. the moments, the moments it hits you with. You don't expect it. It's something for everyone. There's something for <laughs> the whole family. It's perfect. It's, it's actually, lovely. it might be a perfect show um, I, we haven't watched kid nation yet so that's true <laughs> uh, or the seconds yeah um anyway so all right we're, we're they have oh, a really moment. sweet heartfelt moment and it just seems so pure and it is mm-hmm. the interesting thing about watching this season is because they were all back again and these people played multiple times they know each other and they are actual friends and it is interesting to see the sort of like um uh emotionless gameplay dissolve a little bit and they all realize Mm -hmm. like hey the reality is i'm not gonna make it to the end you vote me out this helps you you're my friend i'd rather you be my friend than we backstab each other and never talk in real life ever again yeah it's real sweet but then right after that tony goes up into his spy nest for about an hour (laughs) just hangs out there while sarah talks to natalie and finds out that natalie does have an idol and then tony gets out of the spy shack he's like oh that was a tough one did you see me my legs were shaking i could barely hold on I was gonna fall out of there. <laughs> He's a little boy. He's a little boy. He's a little cartoon <laughs> character. It's so sweet. Well, we took a bet. Should we? Can we talk about that? Yeah, of course. You wanted. To, you just looked at me uh, right before it got to Jeff reading the votes, and he just goes, "Grace, a hundred dollars." I brought it down so to what? fifty. Hundred dollars <laughs> is insane. Fifty dollars. Yeah. Who do you think's gonna win? We'll say our our guesses at the count of three. Yeah, you. Uh, we'll do it. Th- we'll do. We'll do, it we'll again. do a reenactment. Ready? One, two, three. Tony. Natalie. Okay, I for right till the end forgot who I voted <laughs> yeah, for. Me too. Uh, it should have been Natalie, in my opinion. Even though mm. I'm happier that it's Tony. Yeah, I. I mean, it's hard. I was going back and forth because I. I don't know what I value more in a player. Is it their ability to outlast on extinction, or is it their ability to outwit with things such as spy nests? <laughs> <laughs> outwit, outlast, outplay, spy shafts, spy shafts, spy shafts. Yeah, I think just in terms of of sheer, like, for what is it, force of will? Yeah, that Natalie deserves it just because, like, that is someone well, who is fighting the entire time, and yeah. whereas as Tony was very safe because everybody likes Tony. Well, that's what Boston Rob said when they voted in the final vote that she. Uh, she almost played a perfect game. She had the opportunity when mm-hmm. she got to choose because she won immunity, the final immunity, and got into the final three. She chooses who goes with her and then who makes fire to compete to be the third person. She could, if she thought she was best at the game, and this happened before with that other guy, <laughs> how specific, mm-hmm. uh, that they forewent their immunity and then decided to compete in fire so they could knock that person out. See, I'm just now learning this part of the whole thing. Yeah, so she she for that. a moment said that she didn't want to... She wished that Sarah would come to the end with her. Yeah. Uh, her, Michelle, and Sarah would be the final three. And then Tony was like, then why don't you, you know, go fire against me? And she was like, if I really weigh out my options i'm not gonna do that so i which i think is smarter to do but if she wanted to be a real ballsy player to make up for the fact that she hasn't been in the game game for a while she could have taken tony out with mm -hmm. fire and then added that to her resume going into like their final they they wouldn't have been able to vote for tony 
What do you mean? Like, yeah, he would have been out. Yeah. But then she could go. It. She gets what she. Natalie would get what she wanted by having yeah. Sarah and Michelle in the final, and then she can go. I took Tony out. Mm-hmm. I decided to bring right. Sarah in. Yeah. So she, she would have won. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Boston Rob said. That's a good point, Grace. However, the regurgitated um, from Boston Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a unique thought. Boston Rob had a great point. Um, I uh, I'm still very happy that it was Tony though. I'm Me too. Very, very excited. Like, he's well, such a sweet human he's so sweet and he had his and kids I with him the- yes you immediately venmoed me for the bet um the one thing that we didn't get to see because it wasn't you know a normal finale was who sia gave her money to this season oh yeah <laughs> this is uh you know if you watch the show i guess but the weird fun thing when we first started watching that caught us off guard is that sia is also a huge fan hopefully she listens to this podcast yes and she is so entertained by the show that she started making donations and gifting them to players that she thought were you know um, extremely special yeah this is a for some reason this show keeps, it seems like an arbitrary way that they gift it's the so weird because it's like why it wouldn't like just the joke. show give it's, them it just ABC, says, or cbs has more money than CBS, anything they could, uh, sia loved watching you so much that she's giving you a hundred grand yeah job well done <laughs> I feel like that's like <laughs> it's setting a precedent that I don't think should happen where we tip the people on TV for being entertaining the for celebrities us. tip the <laughs> yeah. runners up celebrities tip the regulars for being there's entertaining. A little, there's something there that's pretty unnerving <laughs> there's something that's strange but I know the intention is pure and good and it changes these people's lives in a big way I, want, but it's I don't also, want it to change at all but, but we didn't something... get to see it this time but there's also <laughs> these people have all won so Every one of them has pocketed a million dollars at some point in yeah, the past. They're all wieners in the end. They're all wieners at war. Uh, yeah, it maybe the the uh, discussion that they had uh, prior, the like where the grilling, the grilling. Yeah. What did you think of that? Did you like that? Were you? I, didn't I thought think- it was very respectful. In the seasons, now that we've watched a couple, it's interesting to see how bitter and petty people at the end will be when they start grilling the yeah. final finalists uh and these people i think because they've all won and played so many times they have such a deep respect for this mm-hmm. world that they all exist in um that i thought it, i thought it was nice i also think it's interesting because you get to hear how poor or well-spoken people mm-hmm. are and that is part of this game is being able to represent yourself articulately yeah i feel like that would be the most fun part is to like you do this game and you're flying by the seat of your pants the whole time and then to the end at the end you have to be like it was all part of my plan like i knew right. going into it that this person had this alliance and therefore and i'm like no you didn't but it- so maybe they did because they are thinking you know yeah, and and because we get to see everything that happens in the game, right? Because this is what I put together too. Why that part is important? Because I thought it's just silly that they started yeah. debate club at the end of the show, oh, and no, then that get, determines yeah. the winner. But because we get to see everything unfold in front of us, these people have no idea what eighty percent of the game is happen. What's happening in the game? With everyone else. That's a good point. So they, the only way they get to find out that mm-hmm. Tony has a spy shack or that Natalie sold uh, yep. advantages to people is by hearing them say it at the very end. And I forget that, oh, we know, why are they saying all this? We know this already. I'm like, oh, because we're all audience. 
we're, we're audience. We're audience. They explain everything for us yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff literally narrates every single movement that happens in the games. <laughs> oh, yeah. We that's need to the, be spoon-fed. For any of you that have watched already the Beauty vs. Brains vs. Brawn, Oh, the medical emergencies <laughs> that happen that season are so intense it's and the... so overwhelming to watch that both of us were just standing up in the living room, like pacing around, watching it like, at one point. They can't because, hurt people. They look, can't she's just... got she's got some poisoning too. She's got heat stroke. These oh, and are... he's got heat stroke. Oh no, they all got heat stroke. He's got some weird rash boil thing, and now the yep. doctor's coming, and we're watching the doctor without any edits. Talk to them and give them general checkups. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's one of them. Okay, so one of the beauties. Oh is, God, it was so gross and weird. Yeah, it's very weird. But the my favorite part of that season, after like a lot of heat strokes and people being helicoptered <laughs> out, was so many heat this, strokes. The older gentleman, Tim, I think his name was Tim, Joe. Joe, whatever. Um, I can't believe I remember people's names. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So Joe, this older gentleman. He wins this like prize for a thing. His team does a challenge. He won an immunity. And, an immunity, and they go and they get to eat a bunch of food, and it's a bunch of protein. And then he eats he all eats this delicious steak as a person who not only has been on an island not eating regular food, but also doesn't eat meat regularly anyway. He does and what I do when I get high. I eat everything, and then I lay on the couch and I go, "My stomach hurts." You do that. You do that without a lot. You do that. I do that every night. <laughs> That's not a, You'd yeah. think I'd learned my lesson. So when that was happening to Joe, I felt like I was being taunted. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> they was were mocking kinda... me. So then he's can't. He's in the water. He's like, I can't pee, and he's just. He's like, I'm in immense pain. I can't pee. But he, you know that he's the kind of guy that for him to say he's in pain, it must be. Yeah. If we experienced what he was experiencing, I would be. I. I would be literally swimming back home. I would yeah. be no, no, thank you anymore. If a if a guy like that who's like very grisly, he's like a former. He was a retired yeah. FBI agent. Yeah, and then Jeff is talking to him while you know he's in immense pain, and Jeff is just <laughs> vamping because they don't have, as you recall, a tribal meeting that time because he's going home. That's the other thing. If they get hurt. Their dream dies. Yeah. So they have to be thinking about that while they're attempting to dive off of things because half of them can't die. And it's uh, it's very beautiful. But then, as he's in pain and he's filling airtime with the host of Survivor, and he's about to watch his dream die, he starts going. I know exactly what it is. I uh, I was at steak. It was delicious. And I don't eat meat. And Jeff, I had three feet of it. Three, three feet. Three feet of it, which is the grossest way to describe eating meat Because I just imagine it as one I singular. I imagine it in his intestines yeah. just all wiggled around for three feet's worth. I can't pee. Oh, man. That's how I'm going to order steak at restaurants. Mm-hmm. How would you like yours done? Two and a half feet, please. Let's just say I don't want to have to pee. I don't want to be able to pee after I want- this. 48 inches and nothing less. <laughs> Sir, do you eat meat often? Never. Never, but I wanted to fill me up until I can't piss. Oh, yeah. That's where I feel like they've really <laughs> revamped their safety precautions because it seems a, a lot less medical emergencies uh-huh. have been going down in those seasons since that that we've watched. Yeah, I guess. And that's the way to do it. Start with the safe seasons. And then when the dangerous ones happen, you're like, oh, cool. So every Holy now and then, every now and then, this show is insane. Right. I get why people are calling this crazy. Also, it makes the very first season that we watched, which was 39, the one that Nick won, seem like they had it so easy. I don't remember any medical or food issues or shelter buildings. I mean, 
Maybe we missed it, but I think you're right. It's all it's also all here, blended together. So back to this season. Yeah, you're right. We won't dive right into Last Dance just yet. I'm just excited. I know. Well, I mean, there's not much more to say. Tony won. Very exciting. Um, it was also really sweet because it went down to Tony versus Sarah for fire. And sorry, that, okay. my oh, knee's all crunched up. About. Yeah, no, this is I can't go I on Survivor. I literally, my knee had to, had to. Uh, okay, my knee had to crack. Sometimes it cracks like knuckles crack. That's is, cool. I can't. Yeah, just call me Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, get comfortable, goose. Um, what were we talking about? We're talking about how Sarah and Tony competed against each other in fire. Oh, And yes. that was so dramatic. You and I were pacing around, and you were just outside going, this is the greatest show ever. It's, okay, <laughs> there is something about watching two human beings try to make fire real quick that but also it when can't both be of more them, captivating. Yeah, uh, and it's not as fun to watch, obviously, when someone dominates and someone else is struggling. Yes. This was a very close call, and they both are very successful at building it, and it was very exciting to watch. Yeah, and I had the idea of us doing a fire challenge, and then quickly... Uh, I reminded you that our neighbor's garage caught on fire about a month and a half ago. And that's so. part of it, but also that's just a bad idea in general. <laughs> yeah. And also that no one... The other part is that, no. YouTube can't upload videos that long anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, um, but it does make me want to learn how how to make a fire yeah i guess or at I, least try i'd be curious to try to see yeah it's yeah, the flint right you gotta have the flint flint magnesium all of it and then you just yeah it seems like it's that easy it seems like it once you get kind of the hang of it i could kind of get i think the trick is to not blow hard on the flame that's my whole Thing. What is the trick? Look, the whole point of the show is that you can imagine <laughs> if you would be good at many of the things. Yeah. And the fun thing as an audience member is you get to judge and shit on everyone that's doing extremely difficult things because it's probably pretty easy. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, I mean, they paint all the challenge stuff like blue and red, so it looks friendly. It looks like it's a kindergarten classroom. And then, yeah. And you see him lifting it, and then Jeff will be like, those balls are 45 pounds each. <laughs> No, like, oh, but what I did realize is that they've just repurposed a bunch of bar games as yeah. obstacle courses. Yeah, bar games and giant it's like, games. slide these uh, discs into a hole. See if you can get this ball mm-hmm. into this other hole. Yeah. See if you can uh, throw these bean bags into this hole. Uh, cornhole? You want <laughs> yeah. them to play cornhole? It's just cornhole. You <laughs> yeah. can say it. Uh, which was another one that uh, Joe won. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's it. Yeah, now. that's it. There's not much more to say. The show's um, great. Oh, I, I did at the very end when Jeff did a call to action saying, uh, we still want people to uh, submit for casting for the show. And we want young people. I'm talking really young, like 16, 17, 18. And I went, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any teens on this show. Yep. I want teens going <laughs> against want, old people. I don't want Kid Nation to ruin my survivor. Yeah, bring it in. Bring in the kids. <laughs> but it seems like they're scheming up some sort of teen challenge oh, on Survivor. Gosh. And I don't know if I can watch that. I don't know. I don't think it's teen. I I think what it is is it's Gen yeah. Z or whatever the generation is under millennials because if they're going to be auditioning people who are 17, they're waiting for them to be 18 by the oh, time. Oh, by the time they're filming. able to film. Mm-hmm. That is curious. Yeah. Because with everything with the. Uh, well, that one season we watched, the Beauty Brains Brawn, the girl was B3. 18. That Julia. one girl, Julia or something. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Anyway, it was uh, it was a fun season to watch. It also made sense that they all won because watching mm-hmm. these other seasons with people that are playing for the first time i i think i was telling you the beauty bronze brains one that blonde girl that got voted off 
almost in the beginning. The but space cadet. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's just a bad player. Okay. I think we've been watching really good players on so many seasons. People that have been brought back and these are just all brand new players. Oh, that's what it is. So mm-hmm. it's, it is cool to watch the winners because they are all really good at the game and they do make it really entertaining. Yes, they do. And also it's, yeah, I'll, we'll go into what I'm mm-hmm. going to say next week. Let's this. get into the last Put dance. I know you were so eager. Listen, the last dance folks, Uh huh. ESPN, Netflix, 10 part documentary series, uh, what are we on now? Like eight episodes, it'll be seven nine and, and eight ten on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, so th- okay, we're almost done. Almost done. So I here's my history with Michael Jordan is he was always in the background of like friends that I had, but I wasn't in super the background of like, like their on photos? their walls. Yeah, just sort of hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he was really. I had really he was like successful a third friends. Friend of my good friends. My eighth grade class did a lot of really great things. A lot of, <laughs> Um, no, that yeah, it was always like a culture, and I always liked it, but I didn't get it because I was like on the outside, I didn't play any of these sports. But you love well, Jordans. I, you, I love the Jordans now, but I did that, like, got into it as an adult, liked the way they looked, learned about the history, all that fun stuff. Still not like a ball player by any uh-huh. stretch of the imagination at all. But this show and Michael Jordan are, it's so good. Yeah. And Michael Jordan is actually incredible. Just incredible. <laughs> He's actually like Look, we all growing up. My dad is obsessed with basketball, and so I would also he would be on in the background at my mm-hmm. house too. He makes his rounds, uh, <laughs> and so I knew that he was great. My and I knew the Bulls were special. My dad would talk about it. He think he always thought Dennis Rodman was like hilarious, yeah, uh, but so fascinating because he's really good at basketball and such a character off the court. And uh, but I had no idea any of the specifics of Michael Jordan's mm. life, his success, his history, any of it. And so it's been really fascinating to watch. And I love the way that it's structured. Yeah, I love that they're kind of bouncing back and forth on the timeline, but in a way that you can follow and make sense. And that they highlight all of the other major players. Yep. Um, actual players, not survivor players, basketball players yes. uh, like Dennis Rodman. That are it's so cool. It, it's it feels like a fully immersive documentary. It's not just about Michael yeah. Jordan. And I, uh, I loved how he, like Michael Jordan in it, will get very emotional and very like yeah. moved by certain things. And he'll also like talk a lot of crap about people and they'll show they'll say oh, yeah. what he'll they'll show him what somebody said about an incident and he'll be like well, he can say that but he was an asshole at the time and there's nothing you can do you you can't tell me he wasn't an asshole then. my Sorry. favorite thing is him just so openly trash talking that one slimy oh, executive in front of everyone so in front of his co-workers in front of the other players that he'll just like say these one-off jokes to about him. jerry sprouse is that his name? I think so, yeah. yeah, the guy, yeah, the manager guy that's like four foot yeah. two or something. But he, yeah, the one comment that he made when he was coming off the court uh, during a practice and he saw Jerry and he was like, what are those? Are those your diet yeah. pills or are those make you taller? Yeah, and that's not like a nice thing to say to anybody ever for any reason. But he reason. says it and then just but walks into the locker room is, and it's amazing. There's a, ni- there's a type of bullying that is like almost, it's also in the 90s and you're like, this is such a like I remember being made fun of or making fun of my friends that way. Yeah, in but it's high clever. It's and clever, it's, it's but quick. it also is so <laughs> dark so and dark. cutting. It's so mean. And you're like, oh, and to have Michael Jordan 
Like, Ugh. and then they go into sort of how mean he was on the court and how he would scream at people yeah. and how he would always uh, basically be an asshole. And then they confront him in, a, in the interview and he gets emotional about it. And he's like, I've never yeah. asked anybody to do anything that I wasn't doing myself or trying to or able to do. Like, I never held anybody to a higher standard than yeah, I held myself to. Yeah, which is true. Yeah, and it's super inspiring because it got me thinking about people like Michael Jordan who are obsessive about being the best at yeah. something. And that's like such a rare human because I feel like now we're all like, if we can just do our best, we're doing good. Like, do mm-hmm. the best you can do. But to have someone who's like, no, I'm going to do my best, but my best I'm going to make into being the absolute yeah. best of all time, it's insane. Well, the other thing and why his brain I think is fascinating and also a little scary is that he would motivate himself by fabricating these crazy divisive stories yeah grudges yeah he would fabricate grudges from nothing if a guy on another team like looked at him that no, some way that he golf. One yeah of, the day before a championship he played one of his the opposing teammates members in a round of golf lost the round of golf and then was like i'm gonna beat you tomorrow and I'll then use on the court that to, yeah. yeah in every game he's like and then he said this and, and then he this. used that as motivation he was just singularly yeah. focused on that and i was like wow that's extremely powerful and also Real dangerous outside of oh, anything but basketball. Not what is advice. But <laughs> you can create that reality for yourself that's not true and use it to propel yourself to <laughs> have successes. Um, or you could be a happy person. <laughs> right. I <laughs> like, can't imagine if someone even possibly thinks about cheating on you. <laughs> yeah. The, he, uh, yeah. The advice that you you typically hear with, uh, with people is like, you know, if you hold a grudge, it's like drinking poison and hoping someone mm. else gets sick. But also, it can motivate you to maybe become the greatest basketball player of all, of all time. time. <laughs> because it even got to a point where he was holding grudges and then he would tell like reporters that so-and-so said this as they were walking off the court and he decided he was like, going to dominate them the entire time. And then later he'd be like, I made that up. I made, I made that, that up. That was made up, yeah. And I'm like, just... <laughs> He doesn't care. <laughs> but he's creative. He's creative. And he uses it for basketball. Yeah, he's um, a super, he's a superhero that's funneled that funneled every aspect of his life into this one single thing mm-hmm. and it's just it's, it's the best. It is so really humans like that. It's really cool to watch. It's also cool that he's waited this long to participate in yeah. anything like that. Um and it's just so fascinating to me because I'm obviously not an athlete, but their ability to remember Every detail or like very minor details about games from years mm-hmm. and years and years and years and years ago, it just blows. I mean, I guess they have to watch the tapes and like study other players and study like what they've done. So they, it's like drilled into them. But still, the fact that they're just getting interviewed and they can pull up like from yep. their little memory file. Yeah, it's their, it is their, it was it's their, their jobs. Yeah. But do you remember everything you ever said in a YouTube video that you've put up? I couldn't. No, but if possibly. I was making the best YouTube videos of all time, oh, yeah, I fair. might. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can't remember is because my care level doesn't yeah, actually register and <laughs> keep but the memories. The, the other like side of it is in addition to him being like saturated in my childhood and like mm-hmm. always there, there's also, it's like he disappeared really quickly and he went from being this like role model that like my family would look up to and and he was this you know very clean guy and he would you know he was just the best he was always nice to people and he would like go to charities and meet everybody charismatic yeah and then you start hearing about this stuff which i guess is supposed to 
I don't know if it's if they're even really attempting to shed him in like a negative light, but no, they're shedding him in a more honest light. Yeah, and they're I love that they use the um, the device where they show him the interviews that they've done with the other people in the documentary, yeah. and he's watching and reacting in real time. Yeah. He's doing a react video basically within this documentary, yeah. <laughs> and it's really interesting to see him laughing or getting like confused or like having yeah. different emotional responses to all the things that he's watching. And there's an on there's such a everything he says I believe that he believes it yeah so even if I'm like if the other people are like well that didn't really happen like that whatever if Michael Jordan is like no he did this I'm like that's what happened it doesn't matter (laughs) what that man says is what happened and then when he disappeared for a while it was I remember like I'm always curious about him because it's like he was in my childhood it's like oh where is he now Mm -hmm. but I in the back of my mind was always like He's retiring because he can do whatever he wants and he deserves to have privacy. But yeah. I was always like, come on back for it. Do something. Like, I want to see what you're up to. <laughs> you're like, you owe us nothing. No, but also, like, what if you want oh, man? you're so magical. Like, I don't know. It'd be good to see you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, you make me feel like the world is okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're kind of still like a superhero to me. So if you could, even though I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is really like a little boy and a superhero. Yeah. Like, it's, there's so little Batman part of me that's shows like, up, they're like, Batman, the world is bad. Like, the, the coronavirus and everything. Can we just have like Michael Jordan come back? Maybe Michael Jordan. We love sports. We We need you more than ever. Come on. Dear Lord, please bring back Michael. Yeah. But you know what? That's what he's doing. He's showing up by giving us this documentary while we're all in quarantine and the world is burning. So he is showing up. He is still doing it. He's still doing it. God damn. He can't stop being great and giving us joy. (sighs) Even when he's being a jerk, he's Ah, still being great. But it is true that I don't think we, I don't think there is that dark other uh, of a side of him other than um they hint at all this gambling stuff and then they say that he's hard on people in practice but all the other players will acknowledge that like yeah he treated us kind of shitty sometimes but it was for the betterment of our game and his intentions were to make us better yep so there's like that zoom out understanding of the bigger picture but i'm sure in the years that it was happening the moments that it was happening it was like this guy's a bitch yeah <laughs> there's also he's one of the few michael jordan's one of the few people that like if i was at an event or something and they were like michael jordan's over there I mean, you can go, you can go say hi to him. He's saying hi to people. If you want to go say hi, I would cry the moment I met. <laughs> I would burst into tears. Well, I don't know I why. can't wait. Yeah, I would be like, and it wouldn't be. It's sobbing. like a Michelle Obama for me. I would have that. Michelle Obama. Yeah, or or. But Barack. she can't do free throws at all. Have you seen her? Have you she seen her? She probably can't do free throws. <laughs> yeah. Those arms. Um. Yeah. But now we're at the point where he went to play baseball for a second, and it's very sweet how they're like, uh, someone at Michael's level would not be on the team that we put him on, but yeah. we needed space for the media to come interview him, so we had to put him on the higher team because yeah. there's a bigger media box at the games. That was great. And it was like, oh, yeah, he wasn't great at I mean, he's really good at baseball, but <laughs> the, he's not, like, pro-level good. The baseball guy was like, hi, uh... I guess I'm your manager. Yeah, which must have been the weirdest day of his life. Hi, so I guess I'm your boss now, Michael Jordan. Oh, God. Yeah, the guy that's the a coach of like a third level um, yeah. baseball team. Hi. Oh, man. Please yeah. make yourself at home. But now he's back into basketball and he's also doing Space Jam. So we're at a real crossroads of Jordan's life. Which I, I have you. Do you remember the last time you saw Space Jam? 
oh, my childhood. But no, it's a movie that uh, I saw Mindy Kaling tweet. I didn't think I'd watch Space Jam in quarantine, but here we are. Yeah. Hashtag last dance. Yeah, it's uh, it's I don't recall. I remember watching it not in my childhood more recently that and being like, oh, this is one. This is a terrible movie. But uh, I love but listen to what he was going through on the set of Space Jam. I thought that was the most interesting part that he was trying to train to get to win this championship. And so they were bringing flying players down to the set because it became this thing that everyone would get to play Michael on set and like tour mm-hmm. this movie set. But really it was for Michael to play against people yep. and see how people are playing so he can strategize for the season. Yep. I was like, wow, what a... They, and they built an entire sports center on the set for him to train at while they were filming. So it yep. was like, wow. So he could be getting better while he's filming a, a movie. Yeah, with cartoon animals. With cartoon characters, yeah. So I don't give him any fault for being terrible in a terrible movie. No. <laughs> he had, he oh, was no. busy doing something else. The fact that he could memorize his lines is incredible no, to me. Yeah, I mean, it's full, full, full pass on anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, what was I going to say? I, I have no idea. Oh, it reminds me, reminds me of how uh, in Community, they, had, uh, they said that Donald Glover would, between takes and stuff go work on music and people will be like uh, oh, okay he likes to do his little music hobby and then like released all of his started releasing well, stuff and people were like oh he's like a genius okay well and it's, the, it's like you go to set and it's you like think? that too when i was in college i interned at a bunch of um uh viacom companies and i worked for a place called the n which mm-hmm. noggin and the n became it morphed into teen nick but it was the channel that had degrassi on it and so one of my jobs as an intern one of the internships i had was i would get dailies from the degrassi mm-hmm. set and have to like help categorize them but i never watched degrassi because it was a canadian show and we didn't have it in the u.s but i knew everyone was obsessed with it this teen drama uh soap opera kind of show and then they said everyone knows uh, wheelchair Jimmy, if you're familiar, a character on the show named Jimmy um, was shot in a school shooting episode uh, and was thus in a wheelchair and he became his wheelchair Jimmy. And they said wheelchair Jimmy, uh, when the show ended, was getting into rapping in Canada and everyone in the office was like, I don't know what he's doing, but he likes to rap. He became Drake. I know, right? That's Drake. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know you know, but that's the same thing. But I, I, I was, but I was in an office with the production side of things going, the Jimmy character is trying to wrap up that's in Canada. And it everyone was works, just like, Ugh. It only works if you're successful. Yeah, I know. And the, then years later, and it's like, that, wait, that's the guy from Degrassi. Yeah. That's the one everyone in the office thought was being stupid by yeah. going to rap. And now <laughs> look at them go. It's amazing. It's a, it, but it does go to show like if Michael Jordan wasn't Michael Jordan, all of this, so many of these stories would make him seem so much worse. Because yeah. if you're being a jerk to people and you don't have like the, anything to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, I guess that's true that because he's so great. We don't see it as that terrible. The moral of the story but if is he to was work just harder mediocre, so you can be meaner. <laughs> I guess that's, that's what I'm learning from Last huh. Dance, is that the better I get, the worse I can treat people. Yeah. Huh. huh. Okay. I see how that chart goes. Well, that makes sense. thank you guys sense. for joining us. <laughs> we don't mean Yeah, that. what are we going to watch? I mean, we have the rest of Last Dance. We're going to watch Ooh, more also, Survivor as well. Elliot just watched Wild Wild Country. Which maybe we can talk about next week, but it's is an old documentary. That's an so. old documentary, but I tell you, Grace, that's yeah. Whew. It was wild. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, 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 very insane documentary. Oh man. Um, 
Yeah. It's so, it's just, you know what it is too. It's the cult thing. Cause we watched the, you know, pe- people know you bought, we watched the flat earth documentary. We watched, yeah. A documentary um, about flat earthers <laughs> and it was fascinating. It's fascinating and it's wonder And that got me down the wormhole a little bit of uh cult stuff, cults and aliens and <laughs> conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're one of them now. <laughs> this I is like your flat earther merch it's like quicksand i'm gonna dip my little yeah, feet in i don't and dip I'm my slowly. toes in the sand i let the sand take me in yeah, until dive. i can't breathe anymore you dive like you're doing a survivor challenge which yeah, is just exactly. <laughs> um cool well thank you guys everybody for listening and watching yeah uh, you can find this podcast on itunes and spotify as well as the video version here let us know if you thought tony was gonna win yeah, because I'm he did. I'm happiest he did. I was rooting for him. I know. You went with I your head and not your pole. heart, and I, I went with my both. Wow. <laughs> cool. All right, bye. <laughs> See ya.